0: Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. Every one of our listeners all over the United States, I want to welcome you back, and to all of our listeners in every other country in the world, we're just so honored to have you with us on today. Welcome, everyone, to Marriage and Family Clinic in Southern Virginia and Northeastern North Carolina. You can still find us on WGPL 1350 and WPCE 1400 on your AM dial, as well as WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also listen to the live stream, www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast on the Marriage and Family Series, you can find the podcast by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges. That's right, you can search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio. Click on your icons on your smart devices go to the podcast. You can find us there. You'll definitely find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We hope to help you identify what makes you tick and ultimately help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. I want to first of all, as we began this segment, uh, Uh, say God bless you to everyone. And I, I hope and pray that you had a wonderful resurrection weekend. Uh, this past weekend, we celebrated Easter, the highest holy day in the Christian calendar, the day that we set aside to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that your resurrection Sunday was as glorious as mine was. We were blessed to minister the word in Richmond, Virginia. And I tell you, we had a glorious time. And if you cannot tell, my voice is still feeling the effects of praising and worshiping God on this past Sunday. It's Tuesday, and I'm still feeling the effects, but we had a glorious time indeed. And I want to encourage you to don't wait till Easter to celebration the resur- to celebrate, excuse me, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every day is a good day to celebrate the resurrection. Every day is a good day To take note of the fact that Jesus, he suffered, he bled, he died, he was buried. But God, by his own divine power, raised him from the dead in three days, just like he said he would. And while we're in that vein, I want to talk to you about children on today. But I want to do something to remind you that this is a Christian-based program. And that's why we may say some things that may not be popular. Uh, some things may sound really old-fashioned. Uh, some of the things that we say to you here on Marriage and Family Clinic, they may sound outdated. They may even sound, God forbid, they may, but they may even sound sexist or they may even sound gender-biased. And that's because the things that we say on this program, the things that we give to you, on Marriage and Family Clinic, they are Bible-based. They are Christian-based. They are God-motivated. And Jesus-inspired, Holy Spirit-led, And so that's what we share with you. And so just following this Resurrection Weekend, I want to talk to you about children. Actually, I want to talk to you about a number of relationships in our families and marriages. And I want to give you just some scriptures here. I want to talk to you briefly about some scriptures that talk to us about loving and rearing our children, about being husbands and being wives, about being mothers and fathers, about interacting with each other, even in the community, because those are relationships that stem from our families and our marriages also. But I want to talk primarily about our children. And I want to begin by sharing with you a quote uh, that comes from a lady by the name of Jenny Monchamp. don't have a clue who she is, but she's credited for this quote, and I don't want to plagiarize it. Uh, She says, Show your children God's love by loving them and others as Christ loves you. Be quick to forgive don't hold a grudge, look for what's best, and speak gently into areas of their lives that need growth. And that is good word. If you ask me, that is word straight out of the scripture, how to interact with your kids. And we do need to learn how to parent by grace. Because if you're going to parent your children, just setting down a bunch of rules, and don't lift the, uh, the relationships higher than the rule-making. If you lift the rules higher than the relationship, you're going to have a legalistic relationship with your children and they're going into rebellion. They are going into rebellion. I can almost guarantee you that. But if you lift the relationship higher than the rules, You will make a relationship. You will establish a relationship with your children that will last forever. They will celebrate you. They will bring joy to you and you will be their glory. They will boast in you and you will boast in them. But you have to make sure that you prioritize the relationship over the rules. I hope that makes sense to you. Prioritize the relationship over the rules the rule. So what I want to do today is I just want to take any number of scriptures as they come. I just want to take any number of scriptures from the Bible. I want to share those scriptures with you. And what I'm saying to you, I'm just giving you the basis of why I call this a Christian-based program, a Jesus-centered program. I don't often call out verses of Scripture to you and chapters from the Bible, but you better believe that everything that we say to you here on Marriage and Family Clinic, it is drawn from the wisdom of the Scriptures, drawn directly from the ris- wisdom of of the scriptures. So with that said, let's get going here. I don't know how many scriptures we'll get through, but uh, I'll just start off with some scriptures and we'll just go through them that way. And the very first one, I think, is probably the most important scripture where children are concerned. The scripture that we better have sealed in our hearts. If you want to even think about having children, this is a scripture that you need to found your parenting on. If you are If you have small children especially, this is the scripture that you need to base your parenting technique on. It comes from Psalms 127 verses 3 through 5. Psalms 127 verses 3 through 5. It says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. The most important thing you can know about children is that children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are the Lord's reward. No matter how a child gets here. And let me tell you immediately, I am anti-abortion and I don't need anyone to tell me all the two reasons you have why you support abortion. All two reasons, because there aren't many. But I am anti-abortion, especially when I come upon scriptures like this. Children are the Lord's heritage. Children are the Lord's reward. Children are a reward from the Lord. It matters not how the child gets here. No child asks to be here. And every child is the Lord's reward. To some woman. To some family. To a single mother. To a mother and a father who aren't even married. Children are the Lord's reward. And if that becomes your number one guiding principle for parenting your child, you are definitely going to put yourself in the position to prioritize the relationship over the rules. When you understand that children are the Lord's reward, the ability to have children, is a reward. It's a gift. It's a blessing from the Lord. Having children, bearing children. I am not comparing pain or anything like that. I celebrate women who have children. We can't have children any other way. We need that egg from a woman in order to have children. And it must be fertilized by the sperm from a man. We need this. We need this uh, conception in order to have children. So men, you're rewarded in your ability to make children. Women, you are rewarded in your ability to make and to carry and to give birth to children. We couldn't have had any deliverer in the history of man unless they came from a mother. Even Jesus was born of a mother. God said, I'll conceive him myself, but I'll still have him born of a woman. Oh, woman, what a blessed vessel you are. What a virtuous, blessed, honored vessel you are. You bring to us all that is good and great in humanity. Every great one that has ever been born, every one that has changed the course of history has been born of a woman. Children are an heritage to the Lord, and children are the Lord's reward. My goodness, I can't stress that enough. And I know we have a good number of women. We have a good number of women who say that you look just like your daddy. They say that of their children when their fathers are not at home, when they're not married to their fathers, when the marriage ends in divorce and when they have hostile relationships with the father of the child. They have a tendency to become angry with the child and say things like, you look just like your daddy. You remind me so much of your father. You have your father's ways, your father's disposition. But blessed woman, my blessed sister, you're going to have to get the help you need, whatever the help is that you need. You have to rise above that demented type of thinking. You have to rise above that, de- that defeated type of thinking and understand that no matter how the child got here, God smiled on you and blessed you with that child. Mm. I want you to get that. I'm not that concerned about it being palatable right now. I'm not that concerned about what happened to you. What happened to you may be unfortunate. I'm not discounting that. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. Even if your child is here as a result of a rape, God knows that is the worst thing that can happen to a woman. No woman could ever deserve that. I don't care what she wore. I don't care how she behaved herself. I don't care. I don't care what happens. Listen, no means no. No means no. No and if or buts about it. No means no. And it is low down for a man to take a, Advantage of a woman when she's incapacitated. I understand that. But I'm telling you even in those circumstances. The child. Is the Lord's heritage. You still get to have that child. And you still get to show that child the love of God. You still get the opportunity. You still get the blessed honor and privilege of raising a Christ child in this world. I didn't mean to spend this much time on this particular point, this one scripture, but I need to point this out. You still get the opportunity to love that child like Jesus loves that child. You still get the opportunity to raise that child in a nurture and admonition of the Lord. Because you don't know what gifts, what knowledge, what skills, what abilities God has rested in that child. And you'd better believe, because children are in heritage to the Lord, that God has a plan for that child. And God's plan is not for that child to be treated badly and to be treated less than because his daddy walked out on him. Or because he reminds a mother of the father who's not doing his fatherly duties. God has a plan for that child. That child is a heritage of the Lord. So I want you to remember that. The very first thing you got to know about children is that children are a gift of the Lord. All right. Well, that's enough of that one. Let's move on here. Let's move on here. In Luke 18, 15 through 17, the Bible says that they were bringing even the little babies to Jesus. They just wanted Jesus to touch the children and the children were climbing on Jesus. Somewhat like my granddaughter used to climb on me when she was in her toddler years and her youthful years. Well, she's, how old is my granddaughter? Seven. My granddaughter is seven and she still wants to climb on me. She still wants to climb on me. But the children wanted to climb on Jesus. They wanted to be around Jesus. They were were wrestling with each other just to be touched by Jesus. Moms and dads were bringing their little babies to be touched by Jesus. And when the disciples saw it, they attempted to chase the children away. They rebuked the children. But Jesus said, listen, let these children come to me. Don't you dare hinder these children from coming to me. Because this represents the kingdom of God. Those who inherit the kingdom do so because they come like little children. Jesus says, truly I say this to you. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In order to come to God. To be blessed by God. To have your life ruled by God to have Jesus set on the throne of your life, to walk in the statutes and the commandments of God in order to enter into eternal life and enjoy eternity with God. You have to come like a little child. And that does not mean be childish. But he's speaking in an analogy. He's using illustrative terms to say to you and to me, We need to take on the childlike quality of innocence and forgiveness and easily accepting others and taking the proper authority at their word. Come like little children, just celebrating love. Come like little children, not holding grudges. Have you ever noticed that children can fight in the morning and still be the best of friends in the afternoon? Have you ever noticed that children, their greatest heroes are their fathers and their mothers? And God said, you, if you're going to come to me, you got to come that way. If you're going to enter into my kingdom, you need to come that way. If you're going to come to God, you must come as a little child. Oh, Jesus uses this illustration to express God's love for his children. He uses this illustration to express to us the joy of just being in the presence of God, our Father, of being touched by God, our Father. Yeah, that's why he uses this illustration. Let's touch on another one here. In Titus chapter 2, verse number 4, The Bible says that the older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. The older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. Now I told you in my introduction in this program today, I told you that some of the things I would tell you may may sound outdated, may sound old-fashioned may even sound sexist or gender biased, I don't mean any harm, but I'm going to tell you something here. When it comes to the rule for living, when it comes to the rule for living, there's no better guide than we can have other than the scripture. There's no better guide. Nothing better than the Word of God. And the Word of God says older women must train younger women to love their husbands and their children. Younger women, I know that you're excited about living. You're excited about life. Uh, Your well of experience, your storehouse of, of experience doesn't have nearly what you're going to have in it as you continue to live. And quite simply... Let me break this down Barney style. Your children can get on your nerves. I wish I had a woman to wave her hand and say, Hey man, I see you. Your children can get on your nerves. Your husband can get on your nerves. My wife told somebody just a couple of days ago, she had five children, four sons and me. <laughs> All right. Understand that. All I'm saying is that in our humanity, your children can wear you out. Your husband can wear you out. They can push you to the limits. And that's when you need to have advantage of sage counsel from an experienced older woman who can mother you. Who can at least be an aged auntie to you. You need at least an age wise auntie. You need younger ladies, you need these mother figures in your life, these older, experienced, wise, mature women who have seen, who have forgotten more than you've already been through, who have seen some of the worst that life has to offer. And who can help you measure your steps as you endure the difficulties of living as a mother, of living as a wife, of doing both at the same time. You need to have this network of support that includes the aged women. Because if you keep on living, you're going to grow into an aged woman yourself. And guess what? You're going to have younger women in your sphere of influence and the same expectation is going to be there for you. You're going to be expected to speak wisdom to them. Just like older women are expected to speak wisdom to you. I'm talking about how to establish and maintain a community here. I'm talking about how to establish and maintain your family here, how to establish and maintain a church here, how to establish and maintain any any system of relationship. You need the older women to teach the younger women. And I know we have women who want careers, so forth and so on. I don't have a problem with it. You cannot beat God's order of doing things. Let me make that plain. You cannot beat God's order of doing things, but I understand that we have women who want to step out and do things. I don't have a problem with that. But even so, you still need these aged women in your life who can help you negotiate. The pitfalls of life. All right. Hey, let's go to our children. Our favorite raising children scripture. Our number one scripture for raising children. Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Uh, This scripture has been misused and abused ever since I was a child. We have a lot of people who are quoting this verse, train up a child in the way that he should go. Before you ever get to training the child, and I'm going to break this down Barney style. Before you ever get to training the child, you have to know the way that he should go. Which means, number one, you need to be trained yourself. Number two, you need to be in touch with God. So you can have an idea of how to love your child into the role that God sees for them into the purpose that God has for their life. And number three, you're going to have to study your child to learn their personality, to learn their disposition, to learn their likes and their dislikes. There's nothing wrong with learning your child's likes and dislikes. They're born with some personality. They're born with some dispositions. They're born with some skills and some abilities and some gifts and talents. If you're going to train your child up in the way that he or she should go, you need to study your child so that you can learn those things. So that you can teach those things and help your child develop those things in their lives. You want to help develop what God is doing in your child. And that that means you need to know the specialty areas that God has placed in your child from birth. Your child isn't talking all day every day just because they like to talk. That's something, that's a gift, that's a talent. That is an ability that you need to learn how to tap into and nurture it in your child. So that you can train him up in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And the fault of some of us is that we have trained our children up in the way that we went, or we have trained our children up in the way that we thought they should go. what not necessarily the way that they should have gone. And we have raised some rascals. We have raised some hellions. We have raised some rebellious, stiff-necked, hard-hearted people. And it's showing up. And that's why children grow up ungrateful, You have to teach your child. Listen, if you want your child to honor you, then teach your child to honor you. Don't get upset if you don't get a Mother's Day gift or birthday card on your birthday. If you didn't teach your child to do that, teach your child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. You ought to always be in the mindset of teaching your children. And the smaller and the younger they are, the more excited you ought to be about teaching your child. The more you ought to be about teaching your child, the younger they are. And as they're older, you weaned some, you pulled back some. But the younger your children are, the more excited you ought to be about the opportunity to teach them. Teach them. Listen, when it comes to you being involved in the life of your children, be the Jesus that you want your children to know. Don't just trust that you can take them to church and the job will be done. You can just drop them off in Sunday school and the job will be done. No, church and Sunday school is not going to work if you don't live church and Sunday school at home before your children. Be the Jesus that you want your children to know. God says, children, obey your mom and your daddy. This is, the first, this is the first commandment with promise. If you want your children to obey your mom and dad, If you want your children to be blessed by God with that long life that's promised to children who honor their mamas and daddies, teach them to do it. Teach them to do that. Don't let up on them. Because you are teaching even when you don't mean to be teaching. You're teaching your child by the way that you keep your word, the consistency of your training, the discipline. My goodness, I wish I had time to talk about a lot more scriptures, but I don't. I want to remind you of this here in Ephesians. I got to run here. I'm about out of time. Ephesians says, fathers, Ephesians 6 and 4, fathers, don't you provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We have a lot of fathers and mothers too, but we have a lot of fathers who want to rule their children with a rod of iron and you're making your children angry without a cause. If you just want to come home from work and stomp your foot and expect your children to move, if you just want to holler at your children, you just want to yell commands. If you expect them to move, whenever you shout an order, you're going to make your children angry. And God says, do not provoke your children to anger. You must learn to validate your children's emotions. Oh, you've got to be firm in your parenting. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be faithful and fair and parent by grace. But you cannot afford to make your children angry without a cause oh my goodness my time is up and i've got to get out of here appreciate you joining me just want to talk to you today about some scriptures about parenting children and we could go all the way through that but i just want to establish that we are in We are in the Bible when we're coming to you here on Marriage and Family Clinic. So, I just want you to email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Let me know if we did you any good today. I want to hear from you. This is Marriage and Family Clinic. If you want to hear it again, look up the podcast, search Bishop C.D. Hodges, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart Radio. You will find our podcast there. Until we meet again, remember, you cannot have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.